chugging along, writing a song when something special comes along. It's a long-winded directionless discussion for conversationalists. You bring the wit. You bring the brains and we'll talk it over between takes. Welcome back to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Aiden Driscoll. And I'm Olivia O'Neill. And today we're going to be talking about our newest, greatest, latest single before October ends. And we'll be sharing some origin stories from some of the songs of our upcoming album, Companions in Passing. We'll also take some time to talk about the definition of community. So if that's your jam, please sit back and enjoy this week's episode of Between Takes. Sure, I guess. That didn't count as beginning? No. Oh, you want me to cut the whole Joan of Arc spiel? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. It'll be funny because we should, we should start it right where we said, shall we begin, and then I'll say the Joan of Arc thing, and then people will be like, what was the whole conversation they had? And then they'll think we went on this, like, I don't know, we had some insane hot takes on Joan of Arc. All right, begin us. Okay. Why, why me? Just, I want to see what your intro is like. All right, like. cool. Welcome back to the show, folks. I bumped the tripod just a little bit. Audio <laughs> listeners, once again, lucky you. Let's start over. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Aiden Driscoll. I'm Olivia O'Neill. And you're watching Between Takes. You're listening to Between Takes. I don't know why this Thursday. I'll do it this time. Okay, good. Thanks, Liv. Welcome back to episode two, season four, titled... Episode three. (laughs) (laughs) Episode three of season four, titled... We'll put that in when we know <laughs> what we talk about in this episode. <laughs> we have a little, we have a few ideas. So we, do. we just announced that we um, are putting out an album. Mm-hmm. And we just put out a brand new single before October ends. Yes. Yes. So um, that's exciting. Yeah. So we are here to talk about that. Yeah. We've been working on this for, I mean, pretty much since third half. In one capacity or another, right? Not like, with the whole idea, but songs from there right. have been... I think in the past year, it's been, like, right. album. But yeah. songs have been written for the last two years. I remember right around when we moved to Nashville was when we wrote, like... We, we reshaped one into, like, two separate songs and then wrote another, a third one. And that was, I think, when one we One really, meaning songs. We had one song, and then and that wasn't really working, and we kind of split it into now is, like, two separate songs... And then we wrote another song as well. Um, and that was, so it was like, yeah, right when we moved to Nashville, when it really kind of started to solidify. So I guess almost two years that we've really been having like a, a, a vision for what we want the album to become. In one sense, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Same. But in another sense, it, putting this out is like, okay, gosh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> because we, it's just been on our brains for so right. long as well. I wonder, yeah, I guess... When I, before even doing any, anything music-wise like this, I, you know, artists would come out with albums, like, every one to, like, sometimes four years. Sure. Or two years. And it's, like, what takes so long? <laughs> like, obviously, writing the song takes a while, but, like, if you're really focused, you, you can focus on that. just set up a mic and just put it out, right? Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> Learn some new things. Yeah. Like, so. you, can, you can spend months on one song and did you know beach boys when they released good vibrations they broke all these records oh like i took like four months to record it and they, i think it was also the highest uh like the most expensive single really at, at the time wow um and that's one song but that was like because they literally like went into four different studios and started over four different times and yeah. the more people yeah. you involve the longer it also takes we spent some time yeah. over christmas recording mm. with our friend josiah doing drums right um, which is interesting because i feel like that 
with with him being involved and then he came down in March to record a bunch of the vocals for the album and in a way that kind of gave us all a different like focus. I think maybe it was just cuz we had, you know, we had like a week and a half back home and then we had like a week when he came down here. So there's like a more yeah. different time crunch. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because I don't know if it was just the the it felt really like specific timeline. It felt like we were really like zooming through it. That's true. As opposed to when it's just us, sometimes we can spend a while. Maybe it's because the two of us are more um we are we're focusing on like the long term vision and the overarching themes sure. and all that whereas Nigel's more specifically well, this that, song, what does this song need right now? And we knew like we timed out the days specifically like taking work off right. and like this mm-hmm. is while we're doing. We're in the normal week That's we have true. work and then mm-hmm. recording and then, you know, social media and right. reaching out to venues. Right. Like there's just like a lot of umbrellas that we sure. probably don't spend, we didn't spend as many hours on sure, I get the actual your, yeah. album. As opposed to when he came here, when we went back home. It was home, like specific it was like time. 12 hours Which a is, day. Which I would recommend doing, even if you're not working with other people, just mm. being like. Just dedicate, take time off of everything else and dedicate all your time to just that one yeah. aspect of it. Mm, okay. So I think that was different than Third Ave because we didn't have those, cr- like That's we didn't true. have that time. Yeah. And with this album too, we're specifically, we're, we're, um. We're specific. Uh, we're being purposeful. We're being purposeful about when the album is coming out. Okay. Because of how we're touring. Ah, uh, sure. So, you know, with Third Ave, it was like, well, it, I think we'll f- be finished by this date. So I guess well, sure. let's do it then. But mm-hmm. for this one, it was like, obviously, we're not like crunching time or anything mm-hmm. necessarily. But it was like, we're gonna do this date because if we do any later in the year, that will mess up how sure. we tour sure. in the yeah. summer. Because mm-hmm. we kind of want to be releasing. Right. And then, performing. Right. Yeah, and in many ways, we're not doing it how we, quote-unquote, should. Like, we should probably... Be done with it already? We should... Well, no. We sh- if, we're f- if we're finishing up with it now, if we're announcing it now, then it shouldn't come out until, like, September. Oh. But, you know, just, just the typical industry rule. But, we're, I don't know. We're here to break those We're rules. breaking those rules. We're trying new things. And down the road, maybe... And, yeah, maybe for the next album, we'll find... We'll do that a more... Uh, what's the word? Classical route for a music release campaign and maybe that'll prove to be really really successful but i think another difference between this album and third ab was third ab it wasn't like we had any sort of audience at all i mean it's not like we have a huge audience now but even then it was just like the people that we saw every day knew about it otherwise not a lot of people really knew that you and i even friends of ours didn't really know that you and i were writing an album together and so like yeah it was like really low stakes and it was kind of just like yeah we said I think we can probably get it finished by then. Sure, let's give that a shot. It's out. Cool, that was fun. And then after that, we realized, like, we should maybe actually focus on this and pay attention to what's going on and, and, yeah. and all that. So, yeah, this is a more established, like you said, like, we, we have this whole, we want to have a tour around it. Yeah, so that's different. I was thinking about releasing and, like, the idea of, I think, any obviously, anyone can relate. Something, a project you've been working on for a very long time, mm-hmm. and then it comes out, and then it's, like, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's done. Yeah. It's a really strange feeling. I think mm-hmm. I felt it most like with the new last or the first single we released this year, someone mm-hmm. to talk to, because it had been a while since we released and mm-hmm. it's all hyped up in our minds and everything right. with the video, and then it just like out. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I guess I'm moving on to the next thing. Was it anticlimactic? Um, it's not like I expected anything else, like anything mm-hmm. less, anything more. You know, you get reactions sure. from people, the people you mm-hmm. expect to get reactions from, you get, but it's just a weird, strange thing that something you've been working on and thinking about now is out and you don't have to worry, mm. like, sure. in that medium, you don't have to worry about perfecting it anymore because there's right. nothing you can, like, it's out. It's right. done. And so I was thinking about, um, you know, the movie Elf? Yeah. 
and they're all like working on toys till Christmas Eve, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Woohoo, celebration! Um, we're all done making all the the toys and stuff." And then they're like, "And now we get to get ready for next year." And they go, "Woo!" Because mm-hmm. I, um, we're right. always talking about like, "Oh, this album. When we do this album, it'll be this song and this right. song." And I have right. an idea for this album. So we have like, you know, five albums we could potentially sure go to that do after companion passing, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting. I feel like right. we have a similar. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah, like, that's All true. Right. Yeah, and I think there's um. We, that was the other thing with with that was different between Third Ave and Companions and Passing was like third again we were just figuring so much out of just like our unique writing styles and the way that we work together and how just performance wise how do we blend our voices and all these different things, and we're still learning a ton obviously, but I think it was like. I have all these ideas in my head. How many, how many ways can I fit all these ideas into this one album? Mm. And that led to ultimately in a lot of, you know, cutting a lot of things and cutting songs and rewriting songs and shifting things around a lot more than we did with third Ave. Um, and you know, I think that's just how, I don't think that's like, because uh, how do I say this? It's not like, well, never mind. I don't have to elaborate on that further. Um, but yeah, I think that's just, that was, that's something that's been really, unique in a, in a sense with with this album and i think just because it has been so long but also i feel like we've been in one sense or another actively working on it for like at least two years because i remember like right after we put out the christmas album we were working on some other things and writing yeah at, at least songs i don't know if we necessarily so we, had a like, picture much, for it i don't have many memories do like you remember, like that. so we just put out Before October Ends. Do you have any memories of Before October Ends? Because you were the um, one, you wrote pretty much all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I blacked out. <laughs> I got wasted one night no, and came to you with a song. Things like that, like um, remembering. Words. <laughs> <laughs> remembering the, your native tongue. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> remembering like the process of how I, like. <laughs> Remembering processes and how I came up with things. Sure. I don't remember timelines like that. Mm. It's like, okay, all of a sudden songs there. I don't really remember. But really? Um, I think the idea, before October ends, I, I, do you have any remembrance? Like, yeah. Can you tell me and then I can maybe <laughs> remember? Enlighten. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was before we started recording for Third Ave. I think before October ends might have been like one of the first songs other I mean we have a lot of like technical first songs that we in different you know different things yeah but I'm pretty sure well, leave your things was definitely leave your things was like the very first that you wrote that you brought to me and then red umbrella was the first one you and I started and finished together mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure before October ends I guess apart from leave your things was the first one you and I was worked in Minnesota? on yeah I remember I do remember you came over to my apartment and I really, because I'm pretty sure it's it's very similar to when we wrote Dollies and Daisies, because I'm I I'm wondering if Lexi was there while we were working on Before October really? Ends, because you came with a well, bunch of lyrics. This isn't a, I don't know how. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. I thought you were gonna tell you know, tell something. I you wasn't were saying, sure how interesting this. Sure, is. Sure, you were saying I was getting too. Far. Okay, sorry. Um, I think it was the idea, and it it is similar to Third Ave in a way. The idea of like letters and mm-hmm. writing, and then um. Okay, so the f- I do now, okay. The first general idea for this song was I had in my head a picture. Oftentimes, like, that's what I think of as, like, a, mm-hmm. a frame, like right. in a movie or something. And then I, like, want to write a song, you know, about mm-hmm. it. So the idea is, like, this person on a train 
like leaving the station after two people like maybe one got off one got on and now they're mm-hmm. leaving and they had like a small interaction and then it's like right that that was an interaction we've kind of formed it into companions in passing which revolves around community and meeting people mm-hmm. as like a kind of a side thing where even people in your life that you never see again have influence on you Mm, yeah. which I think is cool. This is like a lighthearted kind of like lovey-dovey way of saying that. Sure. But I think there are like actual instances where it's like you say a kind word to someone, you yeah. show an action or a smile, and that can impact someone because mm-hmm. it's powerful. Um, and people are powerful. I think yeah. that's also, it yeah. you don't have to be anyone's, you know, it's not like you are special, but you might not feel special. Sure, sure. You still have impact. And so, yeah, you you wanted to write a song about, that type of interaction, not yeah. necessarily. And I think we do kind of go approach it from the kind of like 1940s falling in love at first sight angle. Yeah. Right. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's but that like, was the I main can... logic in my head about mm-hmm. like a reason for writing something. Sure. Not yeah. just like a, but it is interesting because I, I, we kind of do approach it from both perspectives, mm-hmm. but it's like, they don't know each other, but, and so it's like, I'm wondering, this is one, like, the logical part of my brain is like, but so does she, did she get his address somehow? Did he get her address oh. somehow? Are they actually writing letters to each other or is it like a journal entry type thing and it's like a letter you never actually sent type thing? Interesting. Which, interestingly, when I arrive home, the last track on Third Ave was originally called One-Sided Letter Writing. Is this like the, the, the sequel to One-Sided Letter Writing? <laughs> Maybe. That's a It thing. was funny, though, because if since it was like one of the first songs now that I'm remembering, mm-hmm. you were like, this is, like, very similar to what, to Third Ave, in a sense. Ah, like, mm-hmm. I remember you being, maybe because of that song. Yeah. It was like, are we going to branch out and, well, like, do something with yeah. that? <laughs> like, and I think, I think we also, um, we, so you had the lyrics to the chorus. I do, because I, I remember very, you, because mm-hmm. that, that came pretty naturally, putting the melody to that and yeah. writing the chord progression and all that. And then you had the whole Dear Quaint in the second verse. Dear Acquaintance, I Never Cut Your Name, that whole thing. Um, but we didn't have the whole, the idea of companions and passing for a while. Do you remember where that concept of just a phrase, companions and passing, came from? I think it was from the same, that kind of same idea. Um, meeting someone, mm-hmm. and then we never see them again. And one of us just I think referred I, to it as companions and passing? Yeah, maybe it was you. I don't remember. I remember being you. I thought it was me too, but then you just said that, so I didn't want to be like. What? <laughs> no, like I'm one just... of us said that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, one of us." <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember coming up with that, because I remember you had that was an era. Because and you said um, when we were writing Third Ave, you met you just offhandedly said something about like you know I mean we have these memories and we have these futures that are uncertain, but at least I'm glad we have now. And that gave me that whole idea of like, we need to write a song called I'm glad we have now. And this is how it goes and yeah. all that. Um, so that was an era where you would just say something offhand. And I was like, that's a song. We're turning that into a song. That makes me feel so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You so kind of poetic. You haven't done that in a while. So maybe <laughs> speak poetic again. Um, which I think it's interesting because like you were saying, the whole album kind of does explore and revolve around these, these, kind of a series of reflections on community and just like the, all the different angles and aspects of it. And I think it's fun that companions in passing is like right at the center of the album. Yeah. Where like the companions are in passing and all that. And so, oh, I never noticed that. Yeah. It's, so, it's like a palindrome album in a sense. Do you have anything in your life that you can like, I don't know if that's a good question. Companions in passing? How do you enact that? How do you enact? So our album, I mean, 
they'll mm-hmm. hear it eventually, but. <laughs> On July 1st, actually, yeah. not even eventually. <laughs> we have a date. I guess I keep thinking, oh, they know about, they know all the songs they're going to be referencing, but they sure. don't. They yeah. only, you know, they know Barktober and Sin, the other two. But anyway, it does revolve around community needing people, blah, blah, blah. Opal <laughs> stuff that we talked about many times. Sure. Do you have any stories from your life that impacted why you wanted to write this or now writing it have moved forward and doing things differently? Yeah. That's uh, a big question. Yeah. I think one obvious off the top of my head, I have six siblings. So I, mean, I just grew up with a big family. So like there was kind of a very foundational community that I've always had. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like my favorite stories growing up, I mean, I can, you know, you can't take it with you or watership down or Godspell are stories that are primarily about, uh, maintaining this community. Um, and and not just like, Oh, I'm all alone and I need friends, but like I have friends, but life gets hard and you have all these problems and everyone has their own unique stories. And the story that, you know, you can't take it with you, watership down Godspell is about, those characters like going through that and still choosing to rely on each other at the end of it. Um, and so like those stories always really spoke to me, I think because I could like see it in my life, in my family, in my, you know, and then I also had a lot of really good close friends growing up that I, many of them are still very close friends of mine. Um, and yeah. And I, so then I think uh, a thing that was different, especially with, like moving to Nashville, one of the cut songs from the album was called Until We Meet Again, and there was a line um, in the bridge, take care of your loved ones once we ventured out. And that came to me like as we were moving here. Um, and that was kind of just like a wish to my family to like take care of each other while I'm gone. I think moving to Nashville, moving away from home, definitely put a different... Um, Third F felt like there was like a period at the end of that story. There was like an open-endedness, but the open like of the ambiguity mm-hmm. of are they ever going to reunite or not. But it was kind of resolved of like maybe, but maybe not. And I don't, you know, it doesn't, I don't know how great of an impact it will have because sure. they, what the story was about was their childhood and then growing up and them realizing this was so important to profound for me to experience. The experience mm-hmm. itself was what was the important. Yeah. Right. Not the what happens then from that. Companions and Passing, I think, is much more, here's the starting place and here's the ending place, and it's important that there is a change that has gone through in the interim, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think, had we th- not moved, I don't know if I could have explored those, like, just the changes that happened. And I think then moving here, making new friends, establishing new community, um, also really lent to a lot of that. Sorry, I've been think, rambling for a no, while. No, it's okay. And also just seeing what, the diff- like we grew up in a somewhat similar community. I mean, if you, right. you grew up in your family, which obviously dynamics change, things right. change, but it's you're familiar. Right. And then you grew up with friends. For us, it was like the same friends for a lot of. You mean you and I had mutual friends? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, individually, yeah, yeah. our friends we grew up with. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you they saying. were yeah, yeah. you know the same to us for a long time. Right. So this was like a complete no, no one basically, mm-hmm. Margaret. Thanks, Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> but. So I do agree that it's like a, a world change, like it's right. a shift. Um, community is a word used a lot. Yeah, it's used in like churches a lot. It's used in like organizations. Mm-hmm. Do you think that word 
is a correct representation of what we're talking about? Like, it may be, yeah. but I just... I think, in one sense, yes. I think um, what... When I talk about community, I'm talking about, like, a deep-seated, like, innate desire to share life with others. Mm. And that, I think, is a very organic desire. Um, and I think what what can happen within churches and other organizations and all that is community, the, the word can be used... The, Community can be the word used to describe a series of structured events, which may lead to an organic desire of individuals within that community mm-hmm. to then have a more sincere, long-lasting community. Um, so yeah, I think this album is, when we're talking about community, I would say this album is much more... Um, like I'd almost we've been using the word community for so long, but I almost now want to switch to like connection. Yeah, I think like that's, that's what it. we mean yeah. more, not necessarily because I think community for some reason I just think like group of people. Right. Mm-hmm. But connection is like understanding and wanting well, to right, actually like right. on a spir- spiritual what's the word uh, emotional, emotional whatever I don't know yeah. what words are connect with someone. Yes. 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 That might be a better word for for what we're a more specific word within community because not, not to like spoil too much of the album, but, uh, I mean, we, in a way we've kind of set up where it's like, there's someone to talk to. There's a sullen man. There's before October ends and they're all kind of the, the, I don't know. Characters. Right. The trifecta within, within the stories. Um, the sullen man is this character who, who, sneaks into your ear and tells you to stay home and, and, and stay away from community because it's scary and it's risky. And what if your feelings get hurt? What if they end up being mean to you? What if you can't trust yourself? You know, mm-hmm. um, someone to talk to is about Orion saying, believe it or not, people are still dreaming and they all need someone to talk to. Um, that's kind of a charge to like get up. Right. Right. And, and so that's the character at the end realizing like, I really need to, um, yeah, connect. I really need to like maintain my relationships and foster new ones and do my best to help others um, in connecting. Before October ends is, is kind of introducing that the, the, the nuanced gray area within all that, which is strangers can become like there are people I know, the people, people that I quote unquote know that like I sincerely will never forget. Yeah that I don't know their names because I met them for 20 minutes that one time. And then, or like I have a story kind of similar to that where it's like this, um, on our back window, this guy every afternoon would be walking and he was mm-hmm. blind mm-hmm. and he had his, his little stick and every day walk, walk, walk. Mm-hmm. And I never talked to him, which I kind of wish I had. I'd also mm-hmm. didn't want to scare him. <laughs> He's on his route. He's doing his thing. But that impacted me mm. seeing, you know, if I'm having a bad day or if I'm mm-hmm. struggling to be motivated and I see this guy who's all he's doing is going for a walk. But every single day, he but goes he's for doing a walk that and, and he, he has limitations. Like right. that's not necessarily right. an easy thing. Yeah. It's, it's harder. You know, if I don't want to go for a walk, think of how much someone sure. who's blind yeah. has much, you know, they don't have to do that. Like they're not right. expected to go do that, but mm-hmm. by themselves, um, that was right. impactful right. to me. And I think it just shows like your actions and who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's impactful to people. Mm-hmm. It's important. I think connecting, I think we should use that word more. Okay. Yeah. Especially maybe that's a good like way. without, with writing things out. 
Mm-hmm. More, just more because it, it sounds like a, an action. I'd agree. Community, community doesn't can sound, sound like an action. I think, I think as... because community is a, it can become stagnant. Sure. Not just in actuality, but just our attitude towards it. If community is this established, institutionalized organization, well, then it's just it's just there. Maybe static is a better word. Than sure, stagnant. sure. But um, it just can sp- remain the same. Yeah. Whereas and I think connection, it's just like a, right, it can be. It's an interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think connection is an ever ever changing, right? A perpetually recharging of your relationship with each other, right? Interesting. Um, and so yeah, maybe connection is a better word to use here, but uh. We we do we kind of do explore the different sides of that throughout the album, and we have our song "Rusty Travels," which I think kind of really delves into a character who is basically given into the sullen man, and she's just sitting. I say she because you're singing it, but it could also. I've always had this with a girl too. Same, and she's just trying to hope. She's trying to be hopeful. She's mm-hmm. trying to put her faith into something, and is just struggling and just can't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of songs later, "Violet Rain." is kind of from another perspective of meeting that character. This is how I'm picturing it within when I'm yeah. Are we cool like sharing all the names? Of the songs? I think so. I okay. think it's probably fine. Cool. Um, but in Violet Rain, the end of the first verse is, I found a neighbor in need of talk and recognizing kinship, she unlatched her music box. And the music box was, a, was set up in untold stories that we cut around a lot, so I don't know if music box really made it through all the way. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, and shared with me the precious photos of her life and feeling her pain fell down to weep. Um, and that's that like connection, right? That's, that's that. I, I recognize this person is in need of talk. Mm. This, this, this girl who has given into the sullen man, who is sitting with the sullen man and she's in need of talk. Cause all she has is the sullen man. They don't actually, he doesn't converse with you. He no. just talks at you. Right. Lies, yeah. And so that like connection isn't, isn't necess- isn't because uh, I think it's a thing that, that we, we try and foster community. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but we try and foster community based off of common interests. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's true, but I think we, we all, I've also heard so many stories of c- community being built off of common wounds, common, common pain, right? Yeah. And so I think this character opening her music box, sharing her the precious photos of her life that she's been hel- holding. So, I mean, I picture, like, this character for the entire album is, like, up in an attic somewhere. Yeah. And she's just looking out the windows at all the other characters, and she's just not going out until at the very end she finally steps out on the front step, and someone else walks up to her, and this, finally that pours out, and there's a connection, and they recharge each other, and she's invited back, and she says, you know, um, these newfound friends we made will help us to outshine that violet rain. Sorry. Another key point, I think, also is, like, without vulnerability, like, you can't connect without vulnerability. Mm, yeah. And I don't think that necessarily means, so people that maybe don't necessarily struggle with, maybe they're, you know, I think at different points of your life, you're going to be at different places. So maybe you're at a point in your life where you're feeling really good. You're out doing things. You feel on a roll with your career, with, you know, things you're passionate about. So maybe you're like looking at this and and not knowing what to glean from it because it's like, I don't necessarily sit with Sloman. Like, that's not really a thing. You can still be holding back. You could still not be vulnerable to the people that you're talking with and not being able to connect with them. Even if you're regularly Doing well. Does in that a kind of make sense? It doesn't I, think I don't so. mean and vulnerable doesn't mean you need to share like every last sure. detail. It's just I think that word I'm trying to define this now out loud right, as I'm yeah. thinking. Um Well, if you while you're thinking, it's kinda of like we were talking last night where we were kind of talking distinctions between like men and women and different things. And one of the things I said was like men really like to feel trusted. When I'm when 
for me at least, when I feel trusted, like when someone expresses a certain, and again, it's, that doesn't necessarily mean like I'm sharing like deepest fears and insecurities and traumas and all that. Just a little glimpse of this isn't surface level me and you're going slightly underneath. I mean, I think it's a natural thing. Sure. I mean, so maybe I don't have to make the distinction between men and women. I don't, yeah, I don't I'm not sure really you useful. do. I feel like but I useful. think it is just like, yeah, people want to feel trusted. And I think also as soon as someone with themselves goes a layer deeper, that invites others to do so as well, which will deepen that connection within you. It could even mean, so yeah, I guess going back, it could be a bubbly person, super lightheart, super nice, Mm -hmm. but you're not able to like, yeah, what do you care about? Right. And that's what vulnerability doesn't necessarily mean like sharing secrets or something like that. Each other all day long. Yeah. But it's like showing people what you care about and what you care about them. Yeah. That's vulnerable. It's like, going out of your way to say hey mm-hmm. you're cool i struggle with that yeah we've talked about this we have. <laughs> you're just talking to people mm-hmm. <laughs> especially talking to people <laughs> it's exciting to be able to share some of these ideas because in a way we're doing this backward like we uh that, that sounds weird we worded it how we want to in the album <laughs> and now we're talking <laughs> about it here and it's like scramble thoughts and like no we actually already like solidified our thoughts they're in lyrics sure, in the album that yeah. you haven't heard yet right. so we're just kind of right. prefacing it with a really bad but, like, we, but we can't remember a lot of the conversations that we that were funneled into like well-written lyrics so now we're taking those lyrics and trying to further again it's like a weird like up and hourglass down. funnel thing I know. yeah so look forward to that i guess yes. because they're they're it will be worded easier. better we're yeah. so bad at like you you finding the words finding the words to say why do we have a podcast i don't know so what is it about connection then, if we're going to shift and start using those words, that is important, is relevant to any of this? Well, I guess, do you think you should continually make new connections? Do you think you should, is it important um, to continue to expand those connections? Even if it's not necessarily, you're building lifelong friendships, but is it important to try and reach out and find those companions in passing, even if it is just in passing? I think the simple answer is yes. Um, I also think ev- like people, everyone's at different places in life. Except for me. Except for you. I'm You're the same, same place. Yeah, exactly. Um, everyone's at different places. I don't think it always means like you have to be on the hustle. Like it's your, it, mm. it's, it, I don't know. I have, we have no right to say to someone necessarily like mm. you must do this. You must do this. Because anyone with cause or, like, things they're passionate about would probably say that to people. They're really into working. You should be really into working out and sure. doing all these things. Working out is really good. Not everyone's going to be 100% passionate about it as a sure. s- some people and some people are, you sure. know. So with this type of thing, it's a little different. Um, we've talked about also the importance of – you and I have talked about the importance of, like, solitude can be important depending on your personality. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe some people that are constantly stimulated need time to learn to be quiet and be with themselves and be bored and be whatever. That's important too. With the grander thing of what we're talking about, meeting people, I think you can... I don't know. I don't do this, so I don't really want to say go and do it because I'm not necessarily one that goes out and like... um, I'm not good at and I would like to be better saying hi to every single person or whatever. If I've met them before and they've introduced themselves, I think mostly I think of these things at work because that's like the most people that I see unless we're gigging, which is a little Mm -hmm. different Um, because people come up to you also with that. Right. There's an easier conversation starter at shows. 
because it's mostly thank you, thank you. Right. You're so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Easy yeah, stuff. Spell down more shit. <laughs> <laughs> At work, I'm introduced to people and I say hello and I say good morning to them. And I know that that lightens, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know when people do that to me, it, it, it showing that you recognize someone and that you're sure. seeing them in the, you know, in the beginning of the day and you say, you look them in the eye and you say good morning. Even if that's the entire interaction. That is special to me. Mm. It shows that... Because people can walk through life and feel like they don't, they're not seen. Yeah. Especially if you don't have friends or people around you and you go to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. You know, even yeah. at the grocery store, it's funny how, like, do you ever um, pass people and you say hello or something and they look surprised that they're, like, that you yeah. even notice that you're there? And it's, like... Yeah. And that's, like, that's how we as hum- like, that's how we live. We have our, you know... Um, I know I'm that way, too. Sometimes it's, like, someone comes out of their way and, and, and says hello. I, I get... Um, yeah, I can, it can be confusing. But anyway, I, I do think going out and, and and talking to people, I know that the people that I see do that, I admire greatly. So it must, I mean, right, yeah. I think that is a thing to strive for. I just want to be honest and say I'm not necessarily one that always does that, but I try. <laughs> right, right. And sometimes, one more thing, sorry. Actions can speak louder than words. I think most of the time, yeah. I think words are really powerful, though, too. I'm actually not, I don't know if that's most of the time to, for me, but even a smile or whatever is can be you know, useful. And I think that alone, I think oftentimes, especially these days with our generation, we're looking for purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's a big, big thing. And I found purpose in just knowing that the way people treat me and the way pe- I treat people is, is, is it one of the most important things of life? Yeah, that makes sense. So when you were talking about wanting to be seen, how easy it is for us to just kind of go through motions and just even while in the vicinity of others, we're all in seclusion mm-hmm. and to actually like engage can make us all feel seen and all that it reminded me of the very end of tell faces where um orwell's before the gods and she the whole time pretty much since like you know whatever chapter eight or nine when she puts on the veil she's wearing a veil for the entire story because she is she believes she's ugly and everyone says she's ugly so she goes i'm not going to give them that upper hand anymore and then she realizes she has power in that and that there's this people see her as this woman of mystery because mm-hmm. she has this veil over her face especially once she becomes the queen and all that but then at the very end when she's before the gods and they remove her veil and um it says she's talking about um i saw well why the gods do not speak to us openly nor let us answer till that word can be dug out of us why should they hear the babble that we think we mean how can they meet us face to face till we have faces and the whole story, the whole book is written in first person from the perspective of Orwell writing her complaints to the gods, saying mm-hmm. this is why the gods have failed me, this is why the gods are horrible, um, and why they're not worthy of our worship, they're not worthy of our praise. And she the whole time has has not even seen herself rightly, let alone everyone else, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, just that, you know, till these words can be dug out of, why, why should we listen to, to the babble if you're not even saying the words that are actually in you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what you're saying about like being vulnerable. It doesn't necessarily mean you're constantly weeping, it, but I think it's... Engaging with someone. Engaging in an honest way. Yeah, not, not just in a, not in a purely small talk way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like those good mornings are... That is small talk. I think it can be it actually is, No, no, it is talk. small talk, but it's a genuine... You're choosing to because if you when you meet someone in the morning, especially coworkers, you assume it's like there's an unspoken good morning and it's fine. Yeah. 
but you're choosing to have a unique interaction with the mm. person every morning and mm-hmm. wish them a good morning, right? Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that that connection is... Um, Sometimes in the small stuff. Yeah. Which I think before October ends really does, like, is that's what it's talking right. about, mm-hmm. is, like, the small, the mm-hmm. small things. I mean, you know, though our talk was short and sweet, and I, I've thought, like, I wonder what those, what the conversation was. And, you know, was it, uh, they were on a train, was it a, like, a long, you know, was it three, a three-hour train ride? And right. One stop? Was it, like, in New York, and it was seven minutes between two stops, yeah. you know, that were a few blocks apart? Was she reading some book, and he commented on it? Was it, you know... There's and endless possibilities. Right, and it's fun to, to just... It's fun to think of that, and then it's fun to think, like, how at work... If someone's taking the elevator, if I want to go take the elevator and someone's a little ways ahead of me and they're going towards the elevator, I take the stairs. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's such an easy way to just, you're not like, I mean, part of it is like you're trapping yourself in a room, but it's <laughs> yeah. like for a 25 seconds, you'll be fine. And so anyway, I'm just thinking like, it's that easy. And then when people start conversation with me in elevators, I'm always ready, pretty much, always ready to jump in. And that's always yeah. like, oh man, what a nice friendly person. I'm Isn't so it glad scary? that scary? I feel this. like people are the small, are everyone's biggest fears mm, yeah like in one sense you mean my biggest fear is every it's single other person. people yeah every single person yeah that's true just that's true. because we're in no we are have no control hmm. of like the other per- we have we can pick up clues in context and like try to read them and the energy right. of the room or whatever and kind of understand but you never know what someone's going to say or act mm-hmm. or do like really you don't because you don't have yeah, their brain that's true. so I think even just talking to someone is being vulnerable, hmm. if that makes sense. Because you're opening up room for so- you to be out of control. Sure. I would probably add stipulations, but yeah. Sure. But I just think that was kind of when, as we were, we wrote a bunch of songs and then we were like, oh, these are all kind of, especially once we got to Before October Ends and... Um, <clears throat> And I think we had the idea that the line companions and passing floating around that didn't necessarily belong to any specific song at that point. And yeah, it's just, it was cool to like have that. And then we went, oh, it's about community. It's about this, the story about these characters establishing this community and, and the, the characters Orion and the Solon man. And they're kind of pulling in opposite directions sometimes. And I think initially it was like, I, I immediately went to, it needs to be this really cohesive narrative all the way through. And since we've really explored and found like, you know, it's, it's, here's community from this aspect. Here's connection in a very different aspect. You know, when we're lonely, I think is about a long-term friendship, mm-hmm. you know, and then being apart for a time and then coming back together and that, like, that relief that comes with reuniting mm-hmm. with friends, right? Before October ends with some couple of people who've met the very first time and have a 10-minute conversation and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just, like, a really, I'm glad that we, that we found that. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have any further things to say on Before October ends? since it's out and people can actually go listen to it. I'm sure I will after we end and I'm going to be like, shoot. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to do a recap next week and add What's, some new ideas. Let me ask you this. Out of the three singles we put out from the new album, which is your favorite? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, in one sense, I feel closest to this one just because I did put, like lyrically came from my brain. Right. And your heart. And my heart. <laughs> um, the Solo Man is special... Because it's just such it it it, it describes such a f- uh, familiar feeling. No, <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. no, but it's just like it, right. it it pinpoints exactly what we want to say. Mm-hmm. I think. 
right. which you did, which is awesome. Thanks. Someone talk to you. I love singing that song. Mm-hmm. It's like an easy one to like whip out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's your answer. Thank you. <laughs> right now before October ends, because it's been like, right. you know, we've been working on it. Like it's been the main focus and mm-hmm. it's, I'm the most excited about it, obviously, because it's just come out. Right. So mm-hmm. what about you? Um, I think kind of similar. I can give a different, there's different reasons why I love each one. Yeah. I think someone to talk to is kind of the most concrete, like, mission statement for the album in a way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think Before October Ends also has a very, there's a playfulness about Before October Ends that I really like. That I think that there's a, there's a good number of songs on this album that we kind of, we went more in that direction of. They were really like in his heavy, not in the like dark and intense, but heavy in the like this is really important to us. Like we're really yeah. like we care about this deeply, the message behind it and all that. But we also then wanted to keep it light and didn't want it to be this. Mm-hmm. We didn't want it to be fifteen songs of shaking people's shoulders, going listen to the message. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so I like before October brands because I think it has a solid message and is very much in line with someone to talk to, mm-hmm. but uh, is also fun and is. The bass line and the drums, the way that they just like grooved together. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Good stuff. Yeah, that was super fun working with Nigel, just the three of us jamming out for a while. Yeah. Just finding that, like, yeah, this is it. This is the groove we've been looking for. So if you haven't listened to it yet, please go, go listen go to it. it. We'd really appreciate that. Yep. And share it and sing it all the day long. Mm-hmm. Companions of Passing will be coming out July 1st of this year, and you will be getting more details about some other fun things that will be happening around that release that we are very, 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 very excited about. But in the meantime, we will see you next time for a brand new episode of Between Takes.